we're talking about heroes of faith, and we're going to talk about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the last Old Testament prophet. Even though he's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's the last Old Testament prophet, except Jesus kind of finished it up because Jesus transitioned us from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Amen? Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament. And so we're going to talk a little bit about John the Baptist and a little bit about what uh, God's doing, doing in his life for our life, what he did in his life, and we're going to look at some things. Are y'all ready? All right, all right. So we're going to read our, uh, our foundation scripture, scripture in Matthew 3, and we're going to read 1 through 8. If you got a Bible, open it up, Matthew 3, 1 through 8, or you can read it on the screen. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You know what? God's paths are already straight. We got to make our path straight with his, right? Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about repentance and making our path straight. Now, John himself was clothed in camel hair, and I, I, Clayton's not here. He was going to dress up for us. And a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Now, I was messing with Cassie. She was eating a food bar, and I said, you got anything in your teeth now? You're going to be singing. And, well, John, hey, John, you got a, you got a leg there. You got a locust leg in your teeth. Think about it, you know, locust and wild honey. Honey, okay, but mm, I don't know about locust, huh? Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him. All these people coming out to him. And they were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to the baptism, he said, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And verse 8 says, Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. So number one, if you got your sheet, you want to fill it out, John was a preacher of repentance. And we're going to talk about him just for a second. He was the last Old Testament prophet. He's preparing the way for Jesus to come. Amen? And he said the kingdom of God is at hand. Do you know the kingdom of God is at hand today? Jesus said, I never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you always. He's with you. He's at hand. Well, I don't see him. Well, you don't have to. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's with you always. Amen? So, uh, he came and he fought against religion. And you know, before I'm, so I'm going to make you mad today, but wait till we get to four and let me finish this thing up before you get mad, okay? Because you might realize, you might not realize that you've got a little bit of religious in you. Pharisee, remember, she's, I told you she's preparing the way. Don't be a Pharisee. Hear me. Let me teach you a little bit because you know what? I've been beat up by the word before. Anybody else? Okay. And he fought against religion. So let me say this. The Ten Commandments were given to show us sin. Before they came, you know, shoot, I didn't know it was murder to kill my brother. I whopped him in the head with a stone because I was mad at God, but I took it out on my brother. You know who that was? Cain and Abel. And God marked, and even in that, God marked Cain. You think, what's that mark? It was to protect him, not to, 
bring evil on him. So we got to look at the Ten Commandments came to reveal sin and that we need a Savior. And we still need a Savior. If you, you know, you know, well, I've never killed anybody. If you've gossiped about somebody, well, I wasn't. I just sharing my opinion so we can pray. No, you gossiping. You murdered them. And so we have got to realize we need a Savior. Always. Always. We need a Savior. And I am standing today, and you're standing, if you're a believer, in the blood of Jesus. Amen? And that's the only way we can stand. So, so get that with me, and, and let's stay. So, so, so let me say this. Uh, we got to turn from self-help to the grace of God or to the power of God. Too many times, and there's so much this and that and out there, and you know, I, we, you do more in your own strength than you think. We need to be praying about everything. Are you going home today? As you go home, do you think in your mind's eye, well, I'm going down, I'm going to hit 4th Street and take the left. I'm going to hit the interstate. I'm going to head west or I'm going to head east. How about praying about it? Wait a minute. Let me say, Lord, which way do I need to go home? Because you can go west or east and not even get on the interstate. Have you asked? Do you get a witness? Wait a minute, I got to check. I don't need to go that way. That's part of what we're supposed to be. We're Christians. We're supposed to be following God. And God said, don't go that and won't you go this way. I knew a man who was praying, and he's going the shortest way home. He's going the shortest way home. And he's going the shortest way, and all of a sudden the Lord said, go down this way. And he turned and went down this way. It's a long way. And he found a two-year-old in the middle of the road, and it's dark. And there's not a house around for a mile. And he picks up that two-year-old because he just had a witness to go the long way. Come on. That's what we're supposed to do. Or avoid traffic, avoid a wreck. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, that's another sermon for another time. Huh? But first, we need to accept Jesus as Savior, don't we? And so how do we do that? Romans 10, 9, and 10. Look at it with me. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, stop right there. The Lord Jesus. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he healed the sick and raised the dead, that he died on the cross and he rose again the third day, and he's seated at the right hand of God. you believe all that? If you believe all that, then you're saved. And it's not, well, I hope I, hope I believe. I'm just not sure I believe. I just don't know. Man, it's not fire insurance. It's believing and having a relationship. We all need a relationship with Jesus. And it's not that Jesus is up there and we're down here. He is with us. It's a relationship that we walk with him every day. So I want you to look at that. And I want to I I look at this just for a second. I'm going to pick on your religion just for a minute. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can't be holy or right with God without Jesus and his blood. Did it say anywhere in there about repentance? Man, I've been preached that if you don't repent, if you don't repent of every little sin, you ain't going to make it. Oh, Lord, uh, I stole gum when I was six, seven. Uh, I, I cheated on this thing. I, I, 
No. If you believe in Jesus, you're forgiven. Yes, I do believe in repentance, but I don't believe you got to do every single one of them. I'm in Christ. I've been washed in the blood. Sins that I can't even remember, they've been, they're gone. They're gone. Let's get free today. Okay? Let's get free. Wow. Just stay with me. Don't get mad. Don't get mad at me, Pharisee. Jesus brings conviction. The devil brings condemnation. The Jesus, wait a minute, I ought not do that. The condemnation, you do that, you're going to hell. Oh, you're already going to hell. You ain't even saved. Is any, the devil used to crawl in bed with me, especially as a teenager. You ain't even saved. You're not even saved. You know what you did tonight. You know who you was hanging out with. Those boys, they all this and that and the other. That's, that's condemnation. Jesus loves us and calls us out of that. Okay? And so God, God's working on us, and God, uh, you know, we have to let him forgive us and cleanse us, and we have to forgive ourselves. How I many of you know that y'all struggle with forgiving yourself? I struggle with forgiving myself. We got to learn to forgive ourselves. If God can forgive us, can't we forgive ourselves? Number two, going pretty fast because we're going to hang out in four for a little while. Number two, what is repentance? Let's just dig into this in a little bit. What is repentance? Repentance is calling God, calling you, God, God, is God calling you closer to him? How about that? How about repentance is uh, a change of mind, a mindset? All of us have a mindset. We were raised in a family a certain way, and or we were raised in a church. Some of y'all have a Baptist mindset. Some of y'all have a Lutheran mindset. Some of y'all have a Pentecostal mindset, Church of God mindset. Some of y'all have a poverty mindset, a sin mindset, I'm no good mindset, I'm not worthy mindset. Ain't nobody worthy. Quit trying to separate, didn't let the devil separate you out that you're not good enough. Jesus' blood paid the price for you, now you're good enough. So we have to, uh, for repentance is to change our mindset, to change the way we think. Let me show it to you in Acts 3, 19. Look on the screen right up there. It's not on your sheet. If you want to write this down, this, this, this is where Peter and John going in the temple, and there's a man been laying there for years, and they look at him and said, rise and walk, rise up and walk, and the man got healed, and he's doing the old skip, you know, and everybody knows him because he's been there for 20 years. What happened? These men prayed for me. What do you mean? He goes, don't, no, no, wait. Peter goes, wait a minute. This, was, this happened because of the name of Jesus, and we believe in the name of Jesus, and this man was raised up, and this is the same Jesus that you crucified and the leaders crucified. This is the same Jesus said to the Messiah. What is he working on? He's working on their mindset. Their religious mindset is, I don't want to lose my power. I can't believe in Jesus. I want to do it. I want to, the same old, same old, because, you know, I'm in control, control mindset. And he's teaching them who Jesus is, and all of a sudden, well, wait a minute. And so this is what, this is what Jesus, uh, this is what Peter says to them, repent. That means change your mind and believe who Jesus is. Repent means change your mind and believe who Jesus is, change your mindset, believe who he is, and be converted 
be a believer, be a Christian, get saved, however you want to say it, be converted, and then that your sins may be blotted out. He didn't tell them they need to confess every sin that they've ever done. That's, that's religion to give you a sin nature, sin consciousness. I'm no good, I'm, no, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I've got so much sin in my life. I've, got, I've had people tell me God could never forgive me. I said, are you kidding me? The blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus saves us. It washes away. I don't care. I know murderers that have been saved. There was a murderer that he's on, and he's, they put the needle in his arm, and he preached to him for an hour about Jesus. Come on, it's right. So, so, so we need to listen. It's a ch change of a mindset, and he said that the refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When you get saved, the presence of God comes in you. And if you don't know if you got the presence of God in you today, Christian, meet me down here at the end of service. You will know. I prayed with somebody this week, and they know. But that the tears began to flow because they felt the presence of God. And you know what? We get numb to go into church, and we just, how y'all doing? And we give God a nod. We don't worship. You remember last week, we need to be a worshiper. Put on your garment. A praise and magnify God. It doesn't change the storm that's happening around you, but you got your garment of praise on. I'm not getting wet. I'm not getting dirty. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to praise God. So, how about this? I saw, I saw this. A lot of your wrong thinking and mindset's been primed by your environment. This is, they did this test. Are y'all ready? They did this crazy test. And they, this man had a cold cup of coffee, iced coffee. And he walked up to somebody and he, he said, can you hold this a minute? I got to text my mama. And they held that cold cup of coffee. They did 100 people with the cold cup of coffee. And he did the text and he took the cup and he said, thank you and walked away. Immediately someone walked up and said, read these three paragraphs. I'll give you $20 and tell me uh, the main character is. And they read the, the paragraphs and they said the main character is kind of cold and kind of uh, uh, mean and kind of cold and indifferent. They did another 100 people with a hot cup of coffee and they read the same three paragraphs and they said, man, that guy was good. He was warm. He was kind and enduring. The difference is the cold and the hot in their hand. The environment affected the way they think. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know what? You've been, your thinking's been affected by your parents' environment. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. And, and the thing about it is, or the environment you work with. Man, I worked with a boss that was sarcastic, and I, I became sarcastic. Quick-tongued and everything. You know, you have to learn to repent and change. Who you're around will affect you. Okay, change your mindset, change the people around you, it helps change your mindset. There's some relationships you need to walk away from. So, so the, the second definition is to return. And John was preaching to his people, return to the Lord. Return to his ways. Not your ways, his ways. Return, repent, return, return to God. The prodigal son returned to the Lord. He returned to his father, but it's... It depicts us falling away and coming back. God's always looking for you to come back. If you're away from him today, he's waiting on you to come back. Amen? Somebody say, that's good. 
Not my preaching. It's good that God's going to take us back. God loves you. And that's why I prayed to his consuming love. He wants you to return back, and that's grace. But we turn back to his grace to be empowered. Grace started at the cross. That's where it was paid for. So, so what do we do? We repent and believe the good news. Again, I'm going to say let's walk away from self-reliance and go into God's grace, which is God's power. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You have the power to quit sinning. Because, see, that's what we're really talking about. Some of us go back to sin, go back to sin. I've done it. You've done it. There's people that got saved, got free from alcohol, and went back to it. But God's grace is powerful enough to help set you free from it. We'll go ahead and jump to the ends and get our thinking right. He didn't come down on the cross for you to stay the way you are. He came to set us free. Even in areas you don't think you're free or you think you're, oh, I'm good. I'm good. No, he needs to talk to you most because you're proud. You're proud. Pride's a sin. And so we got to recognize we all need help. I need help. You need help. We need help. And that's the God, God's grace is on us and it's there. So let's look at number three. Salvation is not received by works. It's, 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 it's received by grace. Salvation is received by grace, not works. The grace of God is how you get saved. He did it. You receive it. But religion don't want to put works on you. Repent, repent. Do this, do that. You're not good enough unless you do this. If you don't act like me, you're not going to make it. That's religion. If you're not in our church, y'all ain't going to make it. That's religion. It didn't say nothing about going to a certain church. It said, believe in your heart, and thou shalt be saved. Okay? Isn't that good? Come on, that's good. And so we want to be saved. We have to be a believer. And we're going to get to the nitty-gritty in just a minute, but stay with me. Stay with me. In Ephesians 2, 4, it says, but God, who is rich in mercy, say rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us. Come on, his great love. Come on, look at it. Read it with me now. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses or sin, made us alive together with Christ. I'm alive with Jesus, y'all. For by grace are you saved. For by grace are you saved. And raised us up together. Made us sit together in the heavenly places with Jesus. That's your position. You're seated with Christ. Come on, think of yourself in heaven. And Jesus is seated at the right hand, and you got a chair right beside him. Just watch the going on. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get country. Let's just see what's happening. Ooh, look at you. Jesus said something. Look. Huh? You're seated with Christ. If any man be in Christ, and you're in Christ, believer, you're in Jesus. Quit thinking about it, just me and mine, and I'm just trying to get by, and I just can't make. No, you're in Christ. And you've been empowered by God to live a life, not just get saved, but to live for him. Look what it says in verse 8. All right, I'm sorry, in verse 7. 
that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Faith is believing. I believe. I believe. You believe Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that he died on the cross? Do you believe those things? Huh? Then you're saved. Why? Why? You know what? You need to get up and while you're shaving or ladies or fixing your hair or whatever you do in the morning to get ready, you need to look in the mirror and say, you're saved. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Speak to yourself and declare who you are in Jesus. Because you know the world and the devil, you know good. You know good. You're no good. You're no good. You're no, don't make me sing. That's the devil stuff. And we, we feed on that. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I, that's me. I'm not, I'm not any good. For by grace are you saved, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Verse 9, not of works. Lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Come on, you got saved to do good works. You didn't get saved to keep from going to hell. That's just a benefit of it. You're saved. You're going to heaven. This is the place you do the good works. Now is the time for good works. Now is the time to change. Mm. Lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now we're going to get into repentance because you need to change your mindset because you need to start walking with God. We got to, this is a little tough. It's going to get a little tougher, but it's okay. We got to walk with God. So let's go to number four. Let's dig in. Salvation with repentance bears fruit. Or change. Okay? Salvation, salvation bears fruit. In Titus 2.11, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Pastor, I don't know how to change. You got a helper. It's called the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. He's holy and he's your spirit that lives on the inside of you. He's holy. And the Old Testament says, be ye holy. And the New Testament says, be ye holy. I don't know how to be holy, Pastor. That's all right. The Holy Spirit's going to help you. He's going to help you. So, 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 here we go in Titus 2.11. For by grace, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Thank God. Teaching us that denying, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this in the present age. Oh boy. Denying ungodliness. Worldly lust. When we think we hear that word lust, I used to teach you youth, they always thought about sex, but lust is a strong desire for anything other than God. Come on, the world is full of lust. I mean, they'll sell potato chips with lust. They'll, they'll do everything and, and, and give you desires and, and worldly desires. And everything that it's not under the feet of Jesus, you got to be careful. It'll rob you. It won't send you to hell. It'll rob you. We're talking about robbing you. Actions don't save you, but they prove you're already saved. 
James said it, faith without works is dead. Now, I thought, wait a minute, we're not working for our salvation. No, we're not, but we got to have corresponding action to what we believe. You ought to act like a Christian. It ought to be on the inside of you, and you ought, your desire is to please God. Okay, amen. I got one anyway. Remember what we read in Matthew 3, 8? The last verse that we read, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. You're going to have to bear fruit. You need to bear fruit. And you know, I love the, the, the nine fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness. The, love, the fruits on the inside of me aren't for me, they're for you. The fruit in you is for me. And your love sustains me. And your peace sustains me when I don't have it. And your joy helps me when I don't have it. Huh? That's why you need exude love. You need it to be pouring out of you. And joy needs to be pouring out of you. And peace needs to be pouring out of you. For everybody around you. And what you sow, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, you will reap. Okay, okay, I need some joy. Start planting joy. Huh? When you're down and out, find, figure, okay, Lord, who do I need to call? Let's don't get selfish with this thing. Who do I need to call and encourage? And then the Lord's going to have somebody call and encourage you. Or he'll just give you a scripture and he'll stir you up. He'll give you a scripture and you have to go look it up. And it will be just what you need. Because we have a helper that helps us through this life. We prove by the way we live that we've repented and turned to God. If the world can't tell there's any difference in you, you're not being the light. You're not being salt. There's got to be a change. God's called us to change, to be like him. We're supposed to be like Jesus. The disciples, everywhere they went, they took note that they were with Jesus. Man, these unlearned country boys, how do they know all this? But you know what they did? They were with Jesus. When you're with Jesus, guess what? The first thing that happens when you're with Jesus is, ooh, I'm not worthy. That's normal. Don't live in unworthiness. Peter said, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. And Jesus wouldn't leave him alone. Some of you, God's not leaving you alone because he wants you to change. God, didn't, God loves the, uh, the, the drunkard and the alcoholic. He loves them, but he will not leave them the same. God loves a drug addict, and he died for them, but he will not leave them the same. Isn't that right, Buddy Bells? Yeah. God will change you, and he wants to change you. But you know what happened? It happened in the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, they ran and hid. This is the what they hid. You can't hide from God. I don't care what bushes you're in, what tree you're standing behind. This is what it looks like to God. You cannot hide from the Lord God Almighty on the dark side of the moon. But they ran and hid like he didn't know or he couldn't find them. What do we do? Oh, man, I got drunk again. Lord, I'm no good. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm quitting church. I'm quitting. I'm just not saved anymore. I'm just not any good. When we ought to go, Lord, 
you got to help me through this. Holy Spirit, you got you to gotta be my strength. You got to help me. Forgive me of this. Help me to come, come clean of this. Help me to get clean of this in my life. Go to him. We sang it. I can tell you anything. You can tell him anything. Lord, I'm dealing with lust. I'm dealing with, you know, some of you, you know what? He died for the, the people who are sleeping uh, with other women on, uh, against their wife and women that are sleeping with other men against their wife. He died for them to set them free. Not to keep doing what they're doing. He died to set us free. And all that's happening in the world today, everybody, I just want to be happy. And nowhere in the Bible says you're going to be happy. Not fulfilling your own desires. You're not going to be happy. It won't make you happy. Being gay, being a girl, being a boy, being changing, all that stuff. It don't, it don't, it don't, it don't make you happy. Doing the word of God is what makes you happy or make, brings joy. Happiness is fleeting. Man, transgender people are 40% more likely to kill themselves. What is that about? And we go, oh, oh. That's like, well, here, you want to kill yourself? Let me give you some bullets. And here's a gun, too. That's the same thing. That's how crazy the world is. Happiness is fleeting. So dig into the Word. Find out what the Word says. Mm. The gospel, good news, brings transformation. Jesus sat down. He read the scroll from Isaiah. And he said, the good news, he said, I have been sent, come on, to bring salvation, to bring sight to the blind. I'm preaching the gospel to the poor. And man, and people want that, well, you know, because you can take healing to an extreme, you can take prosperity to an extreme, but you know what? If you can't, if you're starving to death, you ain't going to hear this gospel. God wants you fed. God wants you well. God wants you whole financially. He wants you whole mentally. He wants you whole physically. He wants you whole spiritually. It's everything. And then and, and how you operate in this life, you know what? You're going to be rewarded for it in heaven. Come on, we're called to be soul winners. But if you can't feed yourself, how are you going to help somebody else? God wants you on your feet. God wants you up to smiling. He don't want you crawling through Walmart. Can you hand me those beets right there for 29 cents? That's my lunch today. Come on, he wants to empower you to live this life for him. Mm. Holiness, righteousness, love, peace, joy starts from the heart. Let me read this to you. In Matthew 12, 33, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. The tree's known by its fruit. Now I'm gonna back up. It says, either make, say make. Who makes the tree? You. Oh, God made you a tree, and you accept Jesus, but you gotta you gotta make your tree, you gotta make yourself produce fruit. Come on, you gotta make yourself produce fruit. Make yourself. Uh, uh, let's keep going. We see change. When we see something in the Word that we need to change, it's time to change. Well, you know, I don't know if that's sin or not. You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will write the, the laws of God in your heart, and He'll convict you like, why is this bad? Is this really, you know, I, 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 you know, I started dipping stuff in the fourth grade. Can you imagine, huh? And I quit when I was 21 because I felt the call of God on my life. 
And I want to, you know, probably live longer, but, you know, it's just, it's a bad habit. So is smoking. It's a bad habit. It don't send you to hell. Dipping snuff don't send you to hell. It's a bad habit. And God helped me drop it just like that. And I know people there that couldn't, they still can't drop it. It's addictive. Man, addiction is, is real. <laughs> you, you make yourself smoke. <coughs> Wait a minute, I'm cool, I'm cool. And now you can't quit. That, that's because you've trained your body to accept it and your body can't do without it. And, and, and same way with heroin, same thing with crack, same thing with drugs, same thing with alcohol. Man, these things have a hook in them. And they don't send you to hell either. Oh, no, I'm stirring you up. Okay. The only sin that sends you to hell is not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But to remain in drugs and remain in alcohol, remain in sexual sin, remain in these things, you're defeating yourself. God hadn't called you to that. He's called you to a higher place. He's called you to stand up and pull people up. Look, I was there. I was there. I was right there with you. And let me help you. I mean, walk with me now. Man, I, I picked on Buddy because, you know, it took three, three years or so. Me and Jerrica just kept yakking on Buddy and pulling him up. He just got a new job and a better raise and getting home every night because God delivered him out of some stuff that was put in him at 12. Hey. The Word of God works, but we got to work the Word. See, that's the works that we got to have is working the Word of God. And so, so we can't continue in sin. Listen, I, I had this youth, uh, I mean, uh, we grew up in a small, small town. I'm going to start with this story first. And man, every year somebody died drinking and driving. Heartbreaking, juniors and seniors, almost every year. It's horrible. But I remember one boy, though, he had in his hat, he loved Jesus, and he just got with the wrong crowd on a Friday night, and he drove his car, and, he, and it killed him. Well, Pastor, you know, he didn't repent. Nah, -uh, it says he believed. I had this kid who was a foster kid. He was uh, African-American, and, oh, man, he was fun. Uh I would drive him home, uh, and he was uh, probably 16 miles, and we're driving home, and, and I'd get on to him. Y'all getting too loud back there? And his favorite phrase was, don't make Brother Brett get ugly. Oop, too late, too late. He's calling me ugly, but laugh. But he got kicked out of the house, and he moved in with a 30-year-old woman in the middle of town, lost track of him until she shot him. She shot him in the head, and my pastor and I both cried. They bushed hog a hole out in the old graveyard, and the weeds were this high, and they buried him out there, and, 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 and we said, he'll be forgotten. Has no family, has nobody, but I remember him. He was a great kid. He did accept Jesus, but in all the circumstances that happen in life will shorten your life. The circumstances in life will defeat you. And you'll think that God, nobody loves you, but it's the circumstance you're living in, and you won't take the Word of God to change? Come on, the Word of God wants to change you today. The Word of God is that this is the day to start. And it may take three years to get it totally out of your life. That's okay. 
Let me read this. In Luke 9, 23, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself? It's getting hot oh. You can't do whatever you want to do. Jesus told us to deny ourselves. Okay, okay. Shh. Don't say nothing. He, he might be talking to me. I'm talking to me. Chasing your way and what makes you feel good when we ought to be chasing the king. Come on, we're going to be spending eternity with the king. It's time to start pleasing him now. Not his way, or it's his way, not your way. Anybody ever read the scripture that God will give you the desires of your heart? So let's read it right quick. Psalm 37, 3 through 5, trust in the Lord and do good. Okay. I know it's easy to say do good, but it's hard when somebody pulls out in front of you or, the, or, or somebody gets rude with you. I got a voicemail. You need to hear it. And it ain't even about me. It's about somebody else. And they're like, okay, do good. That means you got to deny yourself, deny your anger to do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. How I many you know God's faithful? If God got angry with you, you wouldn't be here very long. Ground would open up, swallow you. But he's, we're walking in grace right now. That's, that's, that's the part of the problem. Grace is so good, we forgot to fear God, respect him, to honor him. And then it says, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit. Everybody say commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So, so here's the trick to this whole thing is that God wants to give you the desires of your heart, but your desires have to line up with his word, with his faithfulness. Your desires have to lay up, uh, you know, oh, I'm just going, I, 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 I'm going to kill my wife and marry, I'm going to be at Utah and marry me three of them. It doesn't line up. It doesn't line up. See, that's, that's part of denying ourselves. For every man in here that's married, you need to deny yourself and stay with your wife. Mm, and every woman in here, you need to deny yourself and stay with your husband. And I know divorce happens, and I know things happen. Sometimes it's justifiable, sometimes it's not, but God forgives. Come on. That's not the end of it all, is it? So we want to get, uh, you, God will give you desires. Come on. Some of you desire to be married. That's from God. And you know how to find the best person to be married to is you become the best person to be married to. Mm. I told y'all we're going to have fun. I'm sorry. We're about to, we got a little bit more here. In 1 John 1, 5, listen what it says. And, and I'm, I'm doing these things. Uh, there's some things in here you need to listen. It said, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That means no sin, okay? No sin in God. For we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice truth. Can everybody say practice? 
I, I, I asked one of the I asked one of the youth uh, two weeks ago. I said, "You playing soccer? Do you like playing the game or do you like practicing more?" Well, I really like playing the game. I mean, practice is okay, but I really like playing the game. Well, guess what? You're in the game of life. Every one of you is in the game of life, and you need to be practicing for when hard times come. You need to put the Word of God in your heart when you don't need it so it'll be there when you do. Because I'm going to tell you, hard times are coming. Not just general. I don't care about all the politics. I'm talking about hard times. Your, your grandmother's going to die. Your mama's going to die one day. We're all going to die. And how it affects you when that storm comes, you need the Word of God. That's the only thing to stand on is the Word of God. Listen to me. You can't stand on mama's relationship with God because mama's going to die. You're going to quit Jesus? I've seen it. You can't rely on grandma and grandpa's relationship because one day they're going to go to heaven. Are you going to quit Jesus? Because they're not there to tell you, you going to church with me, 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 you going to church with me. And you ought to be saying, come on, grandma, I'm picking you up. You going to church with me. You need to have your own relationship. And we need to be practicing our relationship that how are we going to live when grandma's not here and mama's not here and daddy's not here. Man, I did my dad's funeral. I sang at every one of my grandmother's, great-grandmother's funeral. And I loved every last one of them. And I wanted to cry, but I, I couldn't. I knew where they were at. They're in heaven. I busted heaven wide open. And so that's my comfort. That's our blessed hope. That's our peace that we know where our loved ones are going. But we got to change our mindset that their relationship is theirs and ours is ours. And he said, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. And if we say we do not, uh, we have not sinned, we make a, him a liar and the word is not in us. Listen to me. You're going to miss it. But it's not over. It's not over. When you sin, Christian, you're breaking fellowship with God. Okay, let's have some fun just for a second. If you're married, there's been some hours and times in your life you didn't speak to your spouse. Fellowship was broken. Because you left your socks on the floor or somebody, you know, did something or something happened and you broke fellowship. Doesn't mean you're divorced. You're just not talking. Right? And sometimes your kids don't want to talk to you. Sometimes it's a good thing. But there's broken fellowship. That's what this is talking about. Sin will give you broken fellowship with God. That's why we have got to say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. You didn't mess up, I did. Hmm? God's got our back, but God wants fellowship. He wants to hear your voice, and I want to hear his voice. I don't know about you. I hope you want to hear his voice, and we need to be hearing his voice. We're going we're gonna to listen to this, and then we're going we're gonna to land this airplane just for a second. Philippians 2.12, therefore, my beloved, if you have always obeyed, not as in my presence, let me read that again. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, 
Look what it says. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. You got to do something. Okay? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. There's that good pleasure again. There's that good works. Do all things without complaining and disputing. That's arguing. Some of y'all like to argue. Looking for a reason to argue. Your hair's messed up. Huh? That you may become blameless and harmless, innocent. Harmless is innocent. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Paul's talking about what I taught you. So, I read four different groups of scriptures after number four, and these are key phrases. Make. Make yourself. Two, deny yourself. Three, commit to God. But I love my wife. Oh, you love God first. Commit to God. Practice. Come on, practice the word. We got to practice the word. And work. Well, I thought you said we're not saved by works. No, it's not our salvation. We're working the word of God in our life. Not to get saved, but to please the Father, to please Jesus, and to please the Holy Spirit. Do you know there's a scripture that says that when you stand before God, some people will hear, hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And some will hear, well, you just was in it all for yourself. You made it, but just barely. You just made it with fire insurance. How about that you were faithful, and you were honoring, and you trusted God, and God says, well done. Come on, God's calling us up to a higher level to start believing him. Can you pray for the sick? The Bible says believers can pray for the sick and they shall recover. You a believer? Can you pray a strong prayer of faith? Or, oh, Lord, I hope it works. It don't look like it's working. That's not faith. Can you lead somebody to Jesus? be like the youth pastor he was walking in this church and this kid comes running up and said hey tell me about this jesus they're talking about and and the youth pastor went uh uh he goes that's okay i'll find somebody else the youth pastor knew what to say he was just shocked that somebody came up and asked him we went to jamaica and we're carrying our bibles going to church and this man runs up to the first kid in line and says tell me about jesus you got a bible and so he led him to the lord and he turned around to me and said this is too easy what is going on There's going to be a day if you start shining, people are going to ask you, how come you don't cuss? How come you don't party with us? How come you don't do drugs? How come you and your wife have a great relationship? What what is it? It's Jesus. People are going to ask you, how you know your light shining? Because you're going to get people's attention. You need to have people's attention with Jesus. Amen? In the same way Jesus died for you, he wants you to die for him. He came and died because he loved you, and he made a way for you to go to heaven. But he also made a way for you to live in this life so you would take people with you. 
He's calling you to a higher level because he wants your kids to go to heaven. He wants you to lead your sister to heaven. He wants you to lead your family to heaven. He wants you. You know what? People get mad at you when God starts blessing you. Because they don't have it. And they need the same Jesus you have. And you just smile and say, you know what? You can have it. Name's Jesus. So let's learn to do things his way. Die to our way, our will, our desires. Let me pray with you. Father, we don't want to frustrate you or your grace, but we want you, Lord, to be strong in our lives. Father, we thank you that you're great and mighty on our behalf, that you sent Jesus just to die for us. And we thank you, Father, that you just move in every heart, that you just consume us with your love. For your love is greater than drugs and alcohol and sex and all these things. Your love is greater. And we want to please you with our life. We want to be holy like you're holy. We want to love you like you love us. We want your desires for us, your will for us. So show us in your word, Lord. Stir in our heart the truth. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, never accepted him ever and you want to will you lift your hand let me pray with you today just raise your hand up real quick now this sermon's for every believer in the house there's areas in everybody's life that we need to grow in look at me real quick I'm going to pray over you every one of you but you know what there's some areas in your life that you're strong with God but there are areas in your life that you're not strong with God. God wants you strong in everything. He does not want you weak. He didn't come to, to keep us weak. And where the, where the Word of God is known is where the will of God is known. And if you're questioning, am I in the will of God, then you go to the Word and dig it out. Don't go to somebody's commentary because you know what happened? You'll find somebody's commentary that agree with what you're thinking. You go dig it out for yourself, and you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. And he is not condemning, but he is convicting. He'll go, mm, that's not right. But, you know, you can find anything out on the Internet that will agree with how you think. And they'll keep you in bondage. And God wants you free. God loves you and cares for you. Jesus came that I can't say it enough that he came not to just die for you to go to heaven he died to set you free because listen there's a coming a time and this getting closer that we need to be free to set other people free if 12 people come in here and needed discipling could you take one of them and disciple them what if 100 came there are 16,000 people in Wythe County that don't go to church there's not enough churches and we think well there's a church on every corner can't hold 16,000 people, can they? We'd have to go to three services or more. But every church would. And what are you going to do? I'm just going to come and just get my star and go home. 
God's calling us to a higher plane, to speak into people's lives, to pray for people. This is the day of change, to be more bold, not you going to hell, turn a worm, burn worm, you know, that's not condemnation. Let me show you the love of God. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He came to set you free. If you ever want to get free of that, I can't do, I can't change you, but Jesus can. I can't change you, but Jesus can. If I could change people, there wouldn't be any need for anybody to be on drugs. If I could heal everybody, I, there wouldn't be any hospitals, would they? But we pray by faith, we live by faith to be a light to those that we love and to those who come in contact with us. Amen, amen. Father, I pray over every person in this room, and Lord, all of our children as well, that you stir in our hearts in a greater measure to follow you to follow you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might, and all of our strength. Father, to be the light and the salt of the earth, to walk in holiness, Lord, because you're holy, to live by the Holy Spirit because he's holy, to, Father, to deny ourselves and do what you've called us to do. Thank you, Father, for the gifts and the callings upon every person in this room to be salt and light. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.